if you've ever if you ever like have a black girlfriend and you stay over y'all ever like spend you know went on a trip together yeah just like a cap thing you yeah like a shower yeah. cap yeah. but more yeah. like but a satin, satin. Yes. No, no, you're talking about. So there's a white a white lady has come out with one and it's what, ninety seven like something, something outrageous. It's ridiculously expensive. And yeah. she also has claimed to have created it, invented it. And we've been wearing satin bonnets Forever. on our heads since we were no. born. No, no, Forever. Right. But it's something you can go to even C V S. What does she yeah. say it does to white people hair? Well, I don't know why they need to wrap their hair. It says that it may it helps make it easier to maintain and minimizes frizz. Oh, honey. Oh, no. <laughs> now, I love a shower cap. Yeah. I wear in the shower so I don't get my hair wet, so I don't sure. have to wash my hair. Yeah. But, like, they're advertising as something you sleep in? Oh, yeah. yeah. My name is Chastity Stevenson. I've been doing hair for over 11 years. As you know, a woman's hairstylist means more to her than just doing her hair. Over the years, I've put my therapist skills to the test. The salon is a place not only for personal venting, but also for discussion of current events amongst a community of women. So if this chair could talk, this is what it would say. I want to go around and let's introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Aisha Scott. I am a meteorologist for NBC Charlotte, the NBC affiliate here, obviously in Charlotte, North Carolina. Growing up, I didn't see meteorologists that looked like me. I didn't see a lot of black meteorologists. I definitely didn't see a lot of black women uh, meteorologists. So I, I said this is what I was going to do, and I took those steps to get here. My name is Mackenzie Cunningham. I'm the founder and CEO of Sir She, which is a subscription box company for women women by women and I started it because last year in 2018 60% of every new business started in this country was started by a woman and only 2% of VC funding went to women and less than half of it went to women of color and I'm a mother of a little girl and those are statistics that I just don't like and I'm gonna change them for her and for every little girl out there because I think every little girl should be aware that they can be an entrepreneur. My name is Mia Benoit. I am a senior account manager for the largest eye care company in the world. Um, been in corporate America since 2003, so kind of got that under my belt at this point. Got into corporate America after getting my MBA. Um, I won Miss Illinois, and they paid for me to go get my MBA. So after that, I was like, hmm, what am I going to do that allows me to meet different people from all different walks of life every single day? Because I never want my days to be the same. And so sales just kind of wrapped me up, and that's what I've been doing. Today we're going to cover um, natural hair in corporate America because that is one topic that I'm always um, – I guess probably not quite understanding um, when my clients are like, I can't wear my hair like that because I don't work in corporate America. And so I can wear my hair however I want, but it's a constant um, topic. And I'm constantly trying to like push them. No, you go out there and you be confident. And, and I don't, I get that it's, it's not, it's easier said than done. So I've been told. Mm -hmm. So I want you ladies here to kind of, um, First, let's talk a little bit about when you hear someone say natural hair. And we have three different women from three different backgrounds with three different types of jobs. What does that mean to you? Natural hair to me um, is the natural state of your hair. So natural hair to me, is, is it means significance because it represents a large part of who I am, where I came from. Um, today, my hair is in this little ball. I know you can't, you can't see it, but it's pulled up. 
but when I'm on television, I wear wigs on TV. Um, but when I'm not on television or I'm away from home for a, or work for a good amount of time, I usually just wear my natural hair because I really do look at my natural hair as um, just part of me and part of who I am. And it's something that I don't, I don't feel like you can take away, um, especially as black women. You can't yeah. take away from us. Kenzie, what does that mean to you? What does natural hair mean to you when you hear it? Girl. Well, nobody can see me, but I'm white. White, white, white. <laughs> like, I don't even have a spray tan today, so I'm real white today. So for me, natural hair just means what grows out of your hair. Uh -huh. But like that's what I think of. So I'm just glad to be here because there's going to be so much conversation that I hadn't even thought of. Mm -hmm. or I wouldn't even think to think of it through that lens. So I'm just excited to hear what you guys say. But for me, that's just what I think is when nothing's done to it. Just what naturally comes out of your hair with nothing done, nothing added, just... No God color, no straightener. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good. Well, I guess I view it a little bit differently because it took me so long to embrace my natural hair. Shasta, you know this. <laughs> it was a process because I never knew what my natural hair was. My mother chemically relaxed my hair when I was in the third grade. So I didn't know what natural hair was until almost four years ago when I met you. And so now what it has become to me is beautiful, versatile, um, unpredictable. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Thick, uh, luscious, and beautiful. And so the more I learn about my hair and the more I learn about me as a woman and as a mother, um, it just becomes more of something that I want to learn about and mm -hmm. to embrace. That's the thing about natural hair period, whether you're black, white, Asian, is that a lot of people these days very seldom have nothing in their hair. Mm -hmm. You know, we have all these like straighteners, um, you know, the keratin treatments, you have, you know, color. So sometimes we, um, especially in the black community, will kind of discount someone where if they are natural but they wear their hair straight mm -hmm. you know like you're not as natural as me because i don't straighten my hair at all oh yeah so it's levels to this whereas you know you may not have you, you may like wake up and you know just go but you've gotten your hair colored girl you can see well, the grays right now so this is natural. Oh, girl this is so natural, there's honey. levels to the understanding of natural and how we kind of will accept certain things or we put people in different categories based on what level of natural they are mm -hmm. so that's why i asked that question is because um it means something different to most people mm -hmm. um and as it pertains to corporate america um i think that um we've allowed people to put a standard on how we should look and you adapt to that based on like you said where you're going or you know wh what you have to do that day um, so from a perspective of being um, in an era where a lot of the news anchors and, you know, um, personalities are, they're breaking down those barriers. Yeah. So would you say that you're ready to take the leap or how do you feel about, you know, how that's changing? Well, I must say I am so proud of the direction that media is going, especially mm -hmm. television, because more and more women, we all know growing up watching TV, when I was younger, you rarely saw black women who were on television with natural hair, whether that's 
you know, your afro or whether you want to talk about locks or braids or whatever, mm -hmm. you rarely saw that. So the direction that it's going now, I couldn't be more proud to work um, in this industry because I do think managers and, and not even just managers, but viewers mm -hmm. are starting to realize like, hey, everybody does not look one way and we have to start embracing everybody's unique uh, hairstyles and, and complexions or whatever it may be. Um, I, me personally, I wear a wig to work for convenience sake. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> it is so convenient. I can just throw it on and go to work. And especially when I'm covering um, like hurricanes, sometimes with hurricanes, they'll send me to the coast. There is no way I'll wear my natural hair. I just, the wig is just easy. Yeah. I just throw it in a ponytail and I, I keep it moving. Um, but eventually I do want to move into that space where I can, um, I guess get more comfortable with doing my natural hair mm -hmm. so that I can move that into the television aspect. Because for me, most of the time when I do wear my natural hair, it's in this like ball that I <laughs> that I have on my head now. And I obviously I don't want to wear that on TV. So once I get a little bit more comfortable with it. So would you say you think that um, it's more internal um, than it is external? Like that you, yes. you think that your job would be totally okay if you felt confident enough to do it, mm -hmm. I do. Till out. Okay, I do, and I mean, obviously, every news station is, is different. Is different. Mm -hmm. um, but I do work for a company that pushes authenticity and that really wants you That's to awesome. be who that you is. are. So it is more so an internal thing. And when I talk to a lot of my colleagues, it's the same with them. They're like, girl, it is just easier to like keep it straight. And when I wake up in the morning, I just, you know, comb it and keep it moving. And I do also find that um, working in a field where time is such a big issue, we don't really know how to do, and I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but at least myself, how to do my natural hair quickly mm -hmm. and where it will still look good in any environment exactly exactly because <laughs> i can only imagine i see what the rain can do but on a hurricane i'm sure exactly. it's all right um tell me a little bit um mckenzie i know that you had reached out to me um regarding wording yeah. and how to say certain things with your um your box. box yeah, yeah. So, so tell me what how can we help you <laughs> better understand like bridge that gap between like what's politically correct like, yeah wh what do you say how do i say this and not you know be inclusive but not be offensive yeah well so the main thing is everything in our boxes are made by female entrepreneurs mm -hmm. so in one of the boxes this season because they change every three months is a dry shampoo so when giving the dry shampoo out there's two different kinds there's a dark hair and a light hair and then i started thinking well what if a woman of color orders this box does she even use this? Is that a product she'd want? Because the whole point of our boxes is to help grow the business that's inside the box. So the brand I'm talking about, it's created by Roses and Azalea. Um, she's out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And I really wanted to make sure that I deliver her product to people that are actually gonna wanna use it and actually buy it again. Right. So I was wanting to see, A, is it something that women of color would even be interested in using? Is it something that works on their hair? Is dry shampoo something that women of color use? And then B, 
if you're, I'm asking them what kind of hair you have. Do you have red hair, black hair, blonde hair? Do you have curly hair? Like I wanted to know what words to use to describe different textures and types of hair because I don't have it, so I don't know. Um, so that's why I just wanted to know the correct way to say it. Um, and for me, I kind of almost feel bad because I feel like as a white person, it's my responsibility to kind of figure that out on my own because that's like a personal like I need to figure it out we are still trying to figure it yeah. out so do not feel bad no but I knew true. you did hair yep. so I was like if there's anybody to ask it's her because she's around it all day she's gonna know the exact wording so and you didn't so know what you were up. getting into no. when I was breaking it all the way Girl. down huh and I ended up changing it to just tell me if you have light hair or dark <laughs> hair and if you don't need to use it you can keep it and give it to somebody as a gift okay yeah because I just couldn't keep up with all the different there were like 30 different types like for red hair, blonde hair, brown hair, like it was just too much. And they only have two options, dark right. hair, light hair. And it was like, I'm thinking too much into it. So you just tell me what color your hair is. And if you don't use it, you don't use it. Right. It's fine. Right. So Mia, how would you say from a perspective of what's politically correct and how we reference all the different hair types that are, do you have that, that part down? No, not at all. So um, how do you feel about, um, I know one thing that, um, is a pretty standard way of categorizing is like a hair typing system, which I personally mm -hmm. myself don't really use because oh, so many, I mean, we have about six different types of curl patterns on one head. So it's kind of not that accurate when you're breaking it down, which is what I was trying to, yeah. And Girl, my hair just <laughs> lays there dead next to my face, okay? Ass. I'm, I mean, that hands down is amazing yeah because yeah the awareness anything and they just would guess yeah know? yep and that's I'm what i'm looking crazy <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i was kind of explaining to her i was like well yeah let's see so i don't i just and that's what it's always i don't really know that there's like a short version or a way to accurately do what she was trying to do with mm -hmm. the options that you know she was given but um when it comes to you know, types and how that is accepted in your industry. What have you experienced? Because I know you've you've played. A, we've gotten you to play around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think first of all, I owe you credit, big time <laughs> credit, for even getting me to try to break out of my traditional straight sew in or a blowout every seven to ten days. That's where we've been mm -hmm. our entire relationship, and up until March of this year, I had never had braids before as an adult woman because of what I thought people would think of me in corporate America. Now, part of that has been true. The thoughts that I had in my head, like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to explain my hair and people are gonna wanna put their hands in my hair. It's gonna distract from my work product and what I do. It did do that. Several, I'm in sales, so I don't see the same people every day. Every day I see different people. And every day my hair was the first topic of conversation in every sales call that I would go in. But surprisingly, it wasn't, people were curious, but it was no negativity. It was more wanting to understand, oh my goodness, you did something different with your hair. It's really pretty. I got a lot of people that loved my passion twist. Mm -hmm. They just thought it was beautiful and it was very pretty, mm -hmm. but they wanted to know how long did it take? Can you curiosity. wash it? Very curious. And so after making seven to eight sales calls a day, that gets real old. Oh, real quick. Really quickly. And especially when people want to touch your hair. I never understood that when people would say all the time, why are people touching my hair? Because I'd always wear my hair straight. It wasn't 
um, no one was intrigued by it. There were no questions that come from a blowout. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I got these twists in, everybody wanted to touch it and talk about it. And so I had to get used to not being agitated with it, but really using it as an opportunity to share and to educate not just them, but myself too, on the beautiful versatility of black hair and what you could do with it. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot going on. It's complex, all the types of hair. I don't even understand that, that myself. Is magic. It <laughs> is magical. And, and that is something that I've grown to love over the last, you know, six, seven months is just the beauty that comes with black hair. Yeah. What does it mean to you guys when um, another way that a lot of my clients are like, but my hair ain't done. <laughs> What is done? We, we've talked about what is natural, but what is having your hair done? What is that to you? You know, I really, I feel like I'm still thinking about that a little bit. <laughs> to me, I think when my hair is done, it's like I'm comfortable with it. Like mm. it's. But you're doing okay. this, like down. So. Is it down? Is it being I down, meaning done? done? Not necessarily. I, I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. That's a good I know, one. That's a good because one. I thought about. I saw the list, and I was like, I, I don't know. Um, I would pro probably. I would say probably. I know you're saying hands down. <laughs> does that mean down? But even when I so say for instance, if I do my hair in a twist out, to me that's done. Mm -hmm. So if whether it's straightened that's done um in a wig that's, that's done, done. <laughs> so is polished this is synonymous to done or if i was to you know slick my hair up and do like a cute top knot is that done i think that's done too acceptable so, or like is in it, public is done i was to about me, to say is it more of what you feel comfortable with is that done I, yes, done to, to me, me is a feeling yeah. it's a feeling that i have when i walk out of your salon mm -hmm. and my hair is done in a way that i couldn't do it Okay, there so that's go. done. That is my done. When I <laughs> yeah. walk so when you out, see I'm a like, professional, Ooh. that's when yes, your hair is done. My hair is done now. Yeah. When I do it myself, I just don't have that feeling of done. It's fine. It may be pretty. It may look good, but it does not feel done. So, so you relate done to a hair appointment? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Initially, when I read the question, I thought that I was like. In order for my hair to be done, I have to go to a salon. Mm -hmm. But then when I started realizing that, wait, sometimes I do twist outs and I like them and they're cute. So to me, that's done. You know, mm -hmm. I, I guess it is more so of a feeling. feeling. Yeah. What do you think, Mackenzie? What's done when you... I thought something else until you said that. Yeah, you're right. Like when I say I'm going to go get my hair done, like that means some professional who's going to do something I couldn't do to it is getting my hair done. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I guess it feels done when I style it like this right now. I mean, this is this is done for today. <laughs> this is just the hair the world's gonna get today. Right. But I mean, yeah, just if I take them in, whatever it is that makes me feel comfortable enough to be in public yeah. is done to me. But that makes a lot of sense too, saying professionally done, because there's a difference between oh, my hair's done for the day, and my hair is done. You know, <laughs> it's it's like I got my hair did. It looks good. Like that's different. It's the experience. Yeah, of for sure. Something that you couldn't do yourself. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're agreeing on? And comfort. And comfort. Yeah. Okay. Because I was about to say, you can go to a professional and, and get it done. And not feel done. Not <laughs> now you. Right. It's, it's layers. Yeah. It's yeah, layers to sure. that. So that's why I asked that question. It's like, you know, because again, I am coming from 
I'm, I can be pretty free-spirited. Like, I haven't really combed my hair in three days. Oh, so pretty. So, I'm not getting my hair done. But I also work in an environment where I can get away with it, you know, mm-hmm. because it is very, I mean, you see the styles we wear as hairstyles. We're creative, so they can be pretty out there, and we don't have to be put in a box or fit, you know, a certain, you know, look. So... I struggle with what's done to you versus, mm-hmm. you know, what's done to me. And I know I do hair all day, but um, I definitely think that it being a feeling of um, being confident and feeling good and, you know, people tell me all the time, like, girl, I can go and do anything now that I've got my hair done. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I like giving people that feeling mm-hmm. because – you know, I mean, I need you to go out there and do what you do. So you can <laughs> so come you can on come back <laughs> and we can, get, we can keep on doing what we're doing. So is there a fine line between like done natural and undone and natural? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Let's talk about that then a little bit. Because I think that, because, you know, we be the main ones that be signing somebody like, ooh, mm-mm. We, I think, yeah, white women can maybe be judgy or ju- a little bit judgy, but we we kind of will look at each other a little sideways too. We do. You're right. So what is acceptable and what's not? For me, as long as it looks like you moisturized it and I you tried, you know, really, it <laughs> could look anyway. As long as it's not like dry and matted, then it looks like yeah. you're keeping up with it and you care. But when you just it looks like you don't care, then that's when it doesn't have that complete feel to it. Like, oh, girl, you probably should have put a little bit more time on that. What would you say when we reference hair? Um, One question that I get is, like you said, people at work wanting to touch it, Mm -hmm. um, especially when, like, you have extensions and you take them out and you get those questions like, girl, you cut your hair? Or when you get them in and they're like, oh, my God, your hair goes. Now, come on. You know, this hair didn't just grow overnight. <laughs> now, I have a question, too. I'm assuming this is all, like, white women that are trying to touch Come hair. Come on. Yeah. yeah? Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Like, it's, uh, like, other black women don't try to touch other black women's hair, do they? I got to speak on that. Go ahead. When I had my braids, not one black woman tried to touch yeah. my hair, nor did a lot of black women comment on my hair. Uh-huh. It was just pretty par for the course. And I know it's not white men. They don't notice a thing. No, they do. They do? several oh! of them. They my... don't notice a thing on me, girl. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so... They I bet if you went and got some passion twists, they you have You are way. right. I can cut six inches off my hair. My husband's like, what? You did what? <laughs> but if no you idea. flipped it up like that, they would. They yeah. never noticed the thing on me either okay. until I got braids. Like, I had the passion twist, then I got some crochet braids, then I had some lemonade braids not too long ago. <laughs> I've been living in my truth this year. And white men particularly noticed it. And what? their reaction was different. Did they try to touch your hair? They didn't. Okay. Now, one white so man it's white women it. trying to touch white hair. women God, only so that wanted to touch my hair. Hair. It wasn't a bad thing though. It wasn't very the we're intent. Grown. No better. Come I on. grow with I go with intent. Yeah. It's, what are your intentions yeah. when you reach to touch my hair? And it was never a feeling of like, ugh, ugh, what is this? It was more of a ooh, Ooh, what is Mm -hmm. this? They always complimented how pretty it was. They always wanted to know how it got done, how long it took, like all the intricate details. But the white men always made a reference of um either who did something different with your hair today. It's looking kind of crazy. I had crazy oh. from one of my accounts. Oh. I had um, 
exotic. It's looking real exotic. exotic. Like you've been on vacation. I got that. And then I also got, this is the one that like put the, the cherry on top. He said, well, how does your husband keep up with who you are today? Every week you look like somebody different. Oh, no. Oh, wow. And I was just thinking, wow. This is unbelievable that people think this way. How boring must his life be, though, that he thinks your ma- your husband has a new woman every day because you have new hair? I'm thinking, does my husband I think, think he got a new woman? Right. He must be real bored at home and loving what you're doing, girl. Mm. It was wild. Wow. That is, yeah, wild. That's interesting. So with the, what I was saying with the extensions and the people, you know, who, like, the white women, there was um, this clip, and I wish I had pulled it up. I think it might have been on The View or The Talk. I, I don't watch much daytime TV, guys. So, But I never understand why people are so confused on hair extensions because Jessica Simpson made how much money off of uh, those clip-ins? Like, I get that sometimes we as black women, we like to be a little dramatic with it, but it's not a foreign, like, topic it's not a foreign thing i mean lace front wigs started on broadway you know Mm -hmm. like if you go to broadway show you'll see um you know them mic'd up with their lace front you know there or you'll see um you know uh, the actresses back you know in the back in the 40s like we're wearing wigs you know what i mean so on that particular episode, um, one of the ladies started taking out like her clip-ins, and then another one was like, "Yeah," and these are all like women that were not black. And then another one started taking out her tape-ins, and then then they got over to um, what was the one with Cheryl Underwood? Oh, when she took oh, the whole wig and she off, she just took yeah. her whole wig off. <laughs> so but, I watch a lot of like daytime TV, and I saw that. Episode. Yeah, so <laughs> that's did. why I don't mm-hmm. understand why when black women wear it is such a you know like. What's going on? Why are you so confused? I'm like, I tell them, white people wear hair extensions. Let's yeah. be very clear. Now, it may be a little more natural or, you know, um, it's, I think, in maybe from white to black, they don't talk about it as much. They're not going to be as forward about having them. It's more secretive. Mm-hmm. But it happens. Sure. Whereas with us, we're like, girl, who did your hair? Who did your mm-hmm. weave? Or, you know, whatever. It's, you know, more of a... Let's share kind of thing. Would mm-hmm. you say that, you oh, know, yes. is the case? Yes. And maybe, and I don't know if I'm going to get off topic here. I don't know. But that's one thing I've always felt around women of color, or people of color in general is, and this has to do with hair, but everything is more of a sense of community. And even though I'm white around white people, I just feel like if you were to say to a white woman, oh, I love your shirt, it would be a, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But if you tell a black woman, oh, I love we'll your shirt, where we let got me it. tell you where I got it from. I got it on and sale. I got it, it this day. Yeah, yes. we'll tell you the truth. <laughs> exactly. And that's how I am. Like, if you were to say you liked my pants, I'd be like, girl, I got them on sale. They were on clearance. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a coupon. Like, that's how I am as a person. Mm-hmm. So I've just always been that way, too. But I get, cause, like, I know what you're talking about because like I know a lot of those white girls too that would reach out and grab your hair too because they just don't know what it feels like so I totally get what you're saying yeah would you say um that a lot of it is uh truly being fascinated and not understanding or is it girl because sometimes I think we kind of we we will take offense to it you know um and I don't know like you said if it's more because of the intent that we feel or if that's actually what they're meaning and so i i try to i struggle with how do you decipher you know i think the older that i've gotten i appreciate the questions Mm -hmm. i appreciate 
you know, someone being inquisitive about my hair because as a culture, I feel like that's the only way that we're going to move forward mm -hmm. is that we can say, hey, I know you don't get it. Let me tell you how this works. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys have seen this. I think it was um, – I don't know who did that documentary. It was about hair. I think it was like Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you seen that documentary? Yep. Mm -hmm. And at one point in there, they showed a good hair. Yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, they showed a black person in China or in mm -hmm. Asia somewhere, and all of them were wanting to like touch his skin. Like, oh my god, because they had never seen it, and they mm -hmm. were just so taken back, and they couldn't believe it. So I definitely think that's where it is because me personally. I know better than to touch a black woman's hair. <laughs> What's well, gonna but, happen, Mackenzie? But I'm very guilty of a man's beard. Like if I see a guy's beard, I automatically want to reach out and touch it. I don't know why. That's very weird. It's like when I see a dog, I get excited. I just want to pet it. So when I see a beard, I'm like, Ooh, let me touch it. And I know that's weird. Like that's someone's face. I can't imagine if someone tried to touch my hair or touch me. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, get away from me. But I definitely am guilty of the beard part. But I definitely in college, um, I don't. Oh God, I hope I didn't do it before college. But in my sorority, I had a sorority sister that was a black woman and she told all of us do not touch my hair. Mm, See, good touch for her. is one thing. Yes. Asking questions is, is a completely and she, different thing. And when she would get different hairstyles or different things done, she would say, like, do you want to touch? She would tell, mm -hmm. ask, but like, she, you. she yeah. was the one black girl surrounded by 60 white girls that had just never seen hair sure. like that. And she would always do, like, her sister was really cool and she's a designer and was on, like, Project One Way and she's from Connecticut and she's just not, we're all these white girls from North Carolina. So she just knew and had seen and had done things to her hair and her fashion and all all these things that were different and she just wanted to educate us I guess um, but she told us to not touch her hair for sure but as a white woman when I think of my hair I just think of it as like limp laying there dead to my, next to my face I don't think of it as exciting by any means I could it could be curly or straight that's it and when I look at black women's hair I just think there's so many things you can do and I get jealous because here there's different hairstyles every day and you can do that and you can do braids and you can do that and like I just can't do that with my hair it's just very boring so I understand how people would be like, oh, wow. I mean, it's just gorgeous. Like, your hair right now is amazing. Thank you. It's like a beautiful mane. I wish, are you kidding me? <laughs> I wish I had that kind of volume. So I understand how people that might not have ever seen something like that would want to touch it just because it's, our hair doesn't feel like that. Our mm -hmm. hair is very boring. Well, I will say from my experience, um, um, in particular when I was in cosmetology school, um, you, you see some of everything. Sure. And um, I try to educate my clients um, from a perspective of that same kind of vibe is that there are some white people that need a relaxer. And there are some black people that get their hair round brushed. And it's not very common, but textures of hair are not as specific to a certain color of skin all the time. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that even though it's rare, it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, because obviously I'm sure in both of those, most of those situations, there may be like a little, you know, it's a mixture of, you know, races. But there are some, like I have done a relaxer on a white girl. Okay, here's a real dumb question. Go What's ahead. a relaxer? What is that? A relaxer is um, when, so you know, you know how you guys get perms and okay, you make so your hair curly? Okay, so it's the opposite. About. You okay. get your hair um, straightened. It's not the same chemical or process, but the end result is the same. You want to reduce frizz and not have to straighten your hair every day? That's the same goal we go for when you get a relaxer, right? You're just mm -hmm. looking for something that's going to make your hair low maintenance. Mm -hmm. How long does that last? A relaxer or a keratin? Relaxer. For me, I thought 
it lasts six to eight weeks. So with a relaxer, you... It lasts as long as you're continuing to get the treatment, but you have to get your, it's like getting color. You have to get the new growth touched up. So you're still going to have relaxed hair if, like, when she transitioned a year later, she still had a relaxer. Mm -hmm. She wasn't all natural, but she might have had, you know, four inches of But the part that's been relaxed will stay that way for, like, a year if you wanted to? Until you cut it off or it grows off. Can it go back or no? No. It's oh. irreversible. Wow. And yeah. you got it in third grade. In third grade before That's I even wild. knew my own hair. I'd never done my own hair in third grade. My mother was still doing my hair every morning before I went to school. So I never got a chance. Did you ask to know for what it? my hair? No. no. She just told you you were gonna get it one. Well, my mom was working crazy hours. I'm one of six children, yeah. five of which were boys. So I'm her only girl. <laughs> My hair was crazy thick, big. It took a lot of time on Sundays. Sundays was like dedicated to washing and blow drying and wow. pressing hair. Back then the we used day. to press hair. It took like six hours from start to finish. And see, that goes back to the convenience factor. Yes. Yeah. We talked about six yeah. hours? Yeah, that was an easy Sunday of getting my hair from start to finish. She would stop and do some other things in between, but it was an all-day process. So I see why she put a chemical relaxer in my yeah. hair in third grade because it was easier for her to manage it. Mm-hmm. But if I could go back in time, I would have never done that because since – not getting a relaxer anymore, I realized I didn't even need it. Yeah. And can't, like, I mean, I remember in that documentary, can't it burn your skin? Oh, and, like, girl, it's very, yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Relaxer burns are painful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are not. We've fun all had them. On that same uh, movie, you saw it, they put the Coke can. Yeah. And you saw how it, like, started to disintegrate. disintegrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Crazy. So it's a, it's a real chemical, just like when you go and get those keratins and you have to be in an open space because of the fumes. I always thought. I mean, and this is up until maybe last year, that black people, black women, or even like people with curly hair are the ones that, you know, no, you don't understand our struggle because it's, you know, very much, you know, um, the whole standard of, you know, the European straight hair mm-hmm. and, you know, fitting, being accepted. But I did not realize how this client, she hadn't been home in a few years to visit her family because she had made the choice to... Um, wear her hair curly and her family would she would be bullied basically because or it wouldn't be seen it's it's their standard of beauty as far as having straight hair and that's why she told me she had been getting the brazilian blowouts since she was like under five wow she told me that she remembered um the day she stopped was she's actually a hairstylist herself and um she was in her bathroom and she was giving it, giving herself, um, putting the treatment on her hair. And she says she remember her baby being in like the living room or somewhere close by. And the fumes were so strong that she felt like she's like, I'm gonna die in here. Like this, because there are salons in, she said in Brazil where there's like a rooftop kind of situation. Wow. And you go up there because that's just how strong these. Now I'm sure of the years they've gotten better, but. She was going to put that treatment in her hair because that she was not going to be beautiful if she didn't. Wow. Mm-mm. And so it is something that um, I think is an issue across many um, races, especially among women of color. And I think that as um, women are moving out of you know traditional roles as much and are in corporate America and 
um, trying to still prove that, you know, I have the same skill set as I did if I my hair was straight, you know, that's something that I think, you know, we need to kind of figure out how we can Get break there. that yeah, yeah, break that stigma down. So what would you say um are some struggles that has it ever affected you getting a job or getting a promotion? Yeah. Yeah, I'll jump in. I remember um, my last year of eligibility to compete for Miss Illinois. My pageant coach told me that I had to not only straighten my hair, but I had to add in a weave. I had never had a full, um, what do we call it? A full head of weave Mm -hmm. before. I'd had like clips and pieces. Mm -hmm. She's like, no, my hair was short. It was in a bob. She's like, oh, well, if you have any chance at winning Miss Illinois, you're going to have to not only straighten it, you're going to have to add in a full head of weave as well. Um, later down the line, I found out that I was the first African-American woman to ever win that state title. And yes. that's why she was telling me that. She's like, listen. Because she knew they wouldn't accept. They would not have accepted me if I did not have the look so to speak, back then of pageantry. So now when we fast forward and we look at Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, Miss America, all black women, all of them have respectfully, um, however they choose to wear their hair. And right now, you know, two of the three wear their hair in its natural state of being free flowing curls. And that just didn't happen you know, 12 years ago. Right. We well, you helped forward. pave that for those women. Well, I don't know if I did. I know I, you did. I paved the way in terms of color, being yeah. the first black woman, but yes. I conformed. Yep. But I still. wore a weave because that's what I was told that I had to do. And I wish now looking forward, I'm like, man, you only impact and change things when you break the norms. If you look like everybody else, nothing changes. But you are, you have to give yourself grace because you did, because even if you didn't wear your hair the way you wanted to, you at least gave representation to a lot of little girls who did go and wear their hair the way they wanted to. So like, even though you didn't do it 100% the way you wanted to, I mean, I think that you inspired the women that are going after you. I mean, that's that's huge. It's got to give yourself the credit for what you did. Yes. So I'm happy to have been the first Amazing. black woman to represent. But looking back on I'm like, you know what? I should have pushed the envelope a little bit. And I should have worn my hair however I wish to have yes. worn it. And our girls now are doing that. It's a really beautiful thing to yeah. see. Kenzie, would you say that, and I mean, I... Kenzie is always like under my comments, yes, queen. <laughs> like I know, like she is here for the black girl magic. I love that. But would you say that, um, has there ever been a moment where you may have seen someone, whether it's natural or not, and thought that they might couldn't, might not have been able to do whatever? For sure. Say. I mean, I always, for some reason, I just think that like watching, okay, growing up, I loved to watch The Cosby Show. Mm -hmm. And I loved Denise, who Mm -hmm. didn't think Denise was everything. I just thought she was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And her hair was always different and cool. But I always remember thinking, when she would have like dreads or something like that, I remember thinking, oh, that's not something you would see every day. That's not Mm -hmm. something you'd see in corporate America. So I think like dreadlocks specifically is the one thing that growing up I thought wasn't the definition of professionalism isn't mm-hmm. what I thought of. Mm-hmm. But now I look at it and the second I see dreadlocks or something, when I see that, I think, wow, like they're very deep. They're very in tune with themselves. They really love themselves. That is like what comes out of them. That's what they want to portray to the world. Like I see it as they're so much farther along on this journey than some people because they've gotten to a place where they want to do something that's beautiful and it's not 
something that's not them. It's This is what grows out of their head, and they've decided to do something. And they own it. And yeah. they own it, but it's something that's taken a long time to do. It took a lot of dedication to get those. Like, it's very special to they them. Committed. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. commitment, and it's very special to them, and they're beautiful. Um, so... I don't think the same way at all anymore because I see it all the time now. Now, have mm-hmm. you ever seen maybe a friend or a family member that may have had a different opinion? Have you ever witnessed where someone judged someone based off of their hair? Yes, all the time. Girl, what, I'm a white person that? in the South. <laughs> of course. Yes, what yes, what yes, was that sound like? Yes. Yeah. And honestly, when you say that, like I just I can remember my whole life just hearing things that were offensive. But I mean, I don't even know if I can think of a certain time. But yeah, for sure. Like I don't remember like the exact details, but I remember when I used to work for a spirits distributor, um, another girl that worked there too, we were going to like a training mm-hmm. and um she came in and had like um it was raining outside and she had like an umbrella but she also had like a bag or something over her head mm-hmm. and was like making a big deal about how she didn't want her hair to get wet and I just remember the like some older like white dudes who oh god 40 plus year old <laughs> white men I you know but they made some kind of comment about like oh you know they're very they're very fancy about their hair I'm like what do you what's there mm-hmm. and that but me I'm always very sassy and aggressive and just starting to just like stir the pot so I'm like what do you mean there what do you mean um I mean that's not even bad but I just remember yeah. men making, making comments comment. about how mm-hmm. black women would have to they're always very extra and they're always very whatever about their hair so maybe that mm-hmm. um but I'm always trying to start something with a man too. Like, to what do you mean they who's they who's they <laughs> what do you mean they if they only knew the oh, history the and sh- what we have to do the, yeah. struggle, the struggle is so real it's really yeah. not trying to be extra is no. I just spent six hours on washing and pressing exactly. and blowing and money my hair. And, and time and, and yes it's a and lot I want yeah. it to get wet because then it's gonna go back to a curly state and I gotta start this process all over again mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. so people just don't know yeah I, I agree and that's what I want to achieve um with this conversation is like what don't you know what do you need to know mm-hmm. so let's talk about the rules and regulations regarding our hair well the one thing don't touch my hair mm-hmm. <laughs> and we mm-hmm. make that clear um i just think just respecting people for their own decisions because black hair has such a history and such a struggle with that history too that just respect people, and especially black women, obviously, for their hair and not being so quick to judge if they want to wear their hair in you know, a twist out or dreadlocks or, or whatever it may be, not being so quick to judge. Um, you know, I haven't gotten, I, I, I know with you all, you've gotten some not so good feedback with hair. I actually have not gotten any negative feedback really? as far as my hair goes with working in television. But also my hair has been straight mm-hmm. the majority of the time working in television as well. Um, but before I came, before I went to Virginia, I worked in Wilmington, North Carolina. And in Wilmington, North Carolina, my hair was straight and I had blonde highlights, mm. like these bright blonde highlights. Nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. And then I got my last relaxer in, what, 2014? And I've been natural ever since. And I've been wearing a wig. But I feel like when your hair is straight, nobody really has no, much anything to say. Yeah. To say yeah. Yeah. You know? Have so you think- seen any of your colleagues that maybe have tried to, you know, step outside of what they normally look like and received any backlash of any kind or not necessarily? I have. Um, I remember one colleague told me that 
she wears extensions mm-hmm. and she wanted to wear her her regular hair, her natural hair, but not necessarily curly, but just shorter. Mm-hmm. And he didn't understand, her manager didn't understand, like, wait, so that's not your hair? Like, he thought the long extensions was her hair. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, hearts. no, this is not, this is not my hair. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't get it. I have another friend, um, you know, where I left in Norfolk, and she wears a curly wig because her natural hair is is short. So she wears a curly wig, and it's fine. Nobody has questions about it. So I guess it's a little bit different for me. Again, I think that media is is moving into such a good space, whereas more and more women, especially women of color, are able to express themselves through their natural hair, which is perfect. Well, that's good to know because I definitely thought that it was – you know, probably a bigger issue than maybe it is. And I think probably more than anything, it is more of you feeling comfortable enough and Mm -hmm. having the time. And not only that, if you are a person that wears your hair straight, like I always tell people like, Mia loves Michelle Obama's hair. <laughs> I do. And I try, who and I mean, who doesn't, right? I know. But I try to tell her, like, she has to be on all right, the time. Exactly. Yep. And so that's a wig. Yeah. It's a great no. one. Yes. No, it is not. Yes, yes it oh, is. I didn't know You're either. shattering my white world right now. <laughs> what? I didn't know either. It's she has a told wig. me. Yeah. Do yeah. I need a wig, you guys? Like, you what might. am I doing? You know, when I wear, like, my wig. When I tell people it's a wig, they're like, "Shut up!" Yeah. No, it's not. I'm like, yes, I now I don't want to be like, <laughs> I don't want to be like Kim Zolciak season one wig. No, no, you want to be a wig. Let me tell that you how you'll know that, that it's a wig fire. if you go back to when President Obama first got elected, or like those first couple of years. You see her wearing her natural hair, okay, mm-hmm. and you can tell. Yeah, and, but you probably just don't remember. But like the becoming I cover remember. is that a wig? Oh Absolutely. yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. it's beautiful. You guys, it it's, is gorgeous. I need I need a training on how to how to see it if it is lots or not. Of money. And if you want it to look like your real hair, oh, you're that paying wig money. is going to cost some money. Yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. Okay. But I do just want to make it clear, though. I, like I said, media is going into a good direction. I feel like with representation, sure. But there are still some struggles. Mm-hmm. I have not experienced them myself, mm-hmm. but I have I have friends who still, you know, are trying to overcome those those barriers. Right. Mm-hmm. And like what I was saying is that you have to be on so much right. that it would really be damaging to your natural hair to have to make sure that it's perfect yep. all the time. So. Wig is not necessarily like a, um, it's more of an option just to yeah. kind of save your in your hair, which is what a lot of people don't understand about like extensions. Like they think you have no hair. Right. And that's why you're wearing them. No. And a lot of times, at least for my clients, is they're wearing them to protect yep. their real hair. Because yeah. a lot of times you can get hair extensions that are longer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, hair extensions that are shorter than your hair. Your natural hair could be it's like down here. So we get it up. Off. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's that's the magic, you know, in you know, all of these techniques and things like that. But it doesn't necessarily mean like I'm wearing extensions because I do not have right. hair. And that's why I went to a wig because I started wearing wigs two years, three years ago, two or three years ago. But when I was transitioning from the relaxer to natural, I was constantly straightening, straightening my natural hair. And, mm-hmm. I, and my aunt, who's a hairstylist, she was like, listen, you cannot be straightening your hair every day. <laughs> like, you need to figure out something. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do. So we started looking at wigs, and she's like, I think you should look into a wig. So my natural hair is longer than my wig. Yep. But I don't touch my natural hair 
at, in terms of putting heat on it, I have never put heat on my natural hair. So How I started healthy. transitioning to, in 2014. I've never put heat on it. Girl, this hair is fried. <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's the reason why I go for the wig. It's not just because, um, you know, I, do, I don't want to put heat on my natural hair, but also convenience. convenience. Like, mm-hmm. I can just throw it on. Do you have more than it. one? Do you have a couple looks? I have two. Okay. Yes. <laughs> With being yeah. on the news, though, you have to keep the wigs probably similar so that your viewers, they get used to looking at you one way, yeah. right? Yeah. So I do, my the two wigs that I do have, they're very similar. Okay. They are very similar. Gotcha. Where just do you get options. a wig? Like a wig store? There's just wig stores. Or you can order them online. Y'all, I am straight out of Caucasia <laughs> yeah. today. I don't know a online. thing. Really? Yeah. Like you can go on Amazon and get a wig. Just no, you, you don't probably want don't to. Want you don't to. need to. I don't know if Amazon sells. <laughs> they are they Amazon sell everything. everything. Okay, what? I don't know them on Amazon. To. Yeah, but um, um, Instagram, like a lot of hair salons or wig makers. I was gonna say, I, I thought people just made them for like custom for people. No, they have some, you know, just very generic. Okay. Um, we, we, we gonna go to the wig store. We, we need to go to the wig store. We gonna go to the wig store. We'll follow up. Yeah, we'll yeah. have a. I want to come. Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> I need we'll a all take a trip one day. We'll have the follow-up version to uh Because I want a wig episode. now. I have a two-year-old. I'm tired. I want a wig. That sounds well, amazing. Well, your yeah. wigs, you would not find. I mean, I don't really recommend, like, a good one out of the hair store. Yeah. Um, they are usually, like I said, are something that you want to be a little bit, you know, more unsuspecting. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to be better, better quality yeah. and things like that. But you can at least kind of get a basic knowledge of like how this works and what all goes into even just like customizing it and making it look as good. And I tell, just like I said with Michelle Obama, like Oprah, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone follows Oprah's Instagram. Who doesn't follow mm-hmm. Oprah's Oprah has like really <laughs> long hair, right? And it's because years and years and years of having to be on all the time, she was wearing some sort of wig or extension situation where there's like integrated and some of it be her hair. But most of the time when you see Oprah on, it's a wig. Oh, magazine, it's a wig. Okay. Mm. But she has hair. She has lots of hair. But that's the only way she has lots of hair is because she was protecting it. Yeah. And, you know, during, you know, all these times when she was, she was filming the Oprah show. So my hair was so badly heat damaged, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. And I was like, I've got to do something. <laughs> I can't keep doing yeah. that. Yeah, it was, it was bad. So if you had, how many of you, did you guys watch the video that, did you get to, get to see the video that yeah. was at, attached? And so mm-hmm. yeah. it was basically where um, this particular company, and that's actually from a client that um, I serve as her company, does, they talk about hair in their um, diversity inclusion and how it has affected you know, like the different comments that, you know, have been made or how um, I think one of them is where they say, oh, you must have had a, you know, um, you must not be have, you must not have enough work because, mm-hmm. you know, if you spent that much time on your hair, like basically saying like, if you can do switch your hair up like that, then we need to give you more work to do kind of thing. Or like a man can, said that, of course. <laughs> so I guess my question would be maybe not in your particular um, professions, but how could someone listening to this that may be dealing with that, what approach or a solution do you think would be effective in trying to like bridge that gap? I know having the conversation like what we're having, but what would be um, like, let's say we have a white male listener that is, you know, a CEO. Like, how would you advise them to? maybe handle obviously don't say that 
But if they're curious or if that thought is like comes to their mind to kind of help to ease the whole idea around that, you know, this is their hair and they are still the same person. They still can do whatever job that you hire them to do. I know it makes it's common sense to us, but, it's but we know it's not so common. I think they just need to think like literally before they speak think before you speak when you see especially a woman of color and you see her hair please know that so much goes into maintaining and keeping that and her life literally a lot of times is built around this hair when you're going to work out when you're going to have your wash day when mm. you're going to get your weave put in like everything goes into a big thought process to come out with what you see in front of you so just know that it's not like that happened just out of nowhere. It was thought through. Every time you look, especially at a black woman and her hair, there were decisions that were made mm -hmm. that took quite a bit of time and money and effort to make it happen. So just think before you speak. I like that. We, we made progress on the weave and wearing your hair in a wash and go or a twist out. Uh -huh. Now what? How far is too far? I don't think there is a too far. It's your hair. You should be able to wear it however you wish to wear it. As long as you feel confident, you look good, and you wear it with confidence, I don't think you can go too far. That's just crazy. These are things I've never had to worry about. Like, yeah. what a privilege. I mean, that's, yeah. it's, it's crazy that I've never had to think about that or even worry about. Like, the thought of someone saying something like that to me, like, let me give you more work. I would reach out and slap somebody. <laughs> I mean, I just, so I just, I, applause to y'all for being, like, graceful with that because I would catch a charge but <laughs> I mean that's just I, for me just it when I've done things that might be tone deaf or might be offensive to somebody I think for me the most effective way to get something across to me is to be as blunt and upfront and not be concerned with feelings because it doesn't matter how someone's feelings are and I know you said intent matters but I I, I don't think your intention matters it's how you took it is what matters because my intention can be good all day but if it hurts you mm -hmm. screw that intention it's true you also have for some reason like I can pick up on energy quickly yeah and I can tell what your intent is a yeah, lot of times yeah. so when people come to me I've had those people that come and they're looking they're critiquing they're yeah. sizing you up that energy I don't want but yeah. if you're looking and you're really curious and it's like wow how did you do that yeah I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you and share with you because I'm still learning too For sure. I will also ask you if you want to touch it sometimes yeah. depending on how I feel if you're still <laughs> looking and you want to but you've restrained yourself you mm -hmm. did good Ooh. I'm gonna let you touch it just because you did <laughs> Look, you get a little treat you yeah you get a treat that's and funny. I think that it's going to take a lot of work, conversation, and people being open to educating and sharing. Yeah. And then people on the other side, when you have those questions, to think before you ask the questions because you don't want to be offensive and you don't want to come across as ignorant and you don't want to be insensitive. Mm -hmm. So if everybody could just kind of think about, hmm, I wonder what went into all of that. Hmm, mindfulness she for sure. Mindfulness. Yeah. That's the best way to be. For sure. that dialogue is so it is. important. Yeah. On the flip side of that, um, I am in a couple of mom groups on, um, I know, right? I'm not a mom, but it's for research purposes because I deal with a lot of moms who bring their kids. So I kind of want to know what do you, what are people wanting to know about their kids' curly hair and um, what are people telling them to do? Like, you know, I want to see what's like the good information that's going out there. What are people saying wrong? So one of the groups is um, one for bi moms of biracial children. And uh, mom asked um, the group, what age is a good age to get hair extensions? 
And most of the comments like uh, just were tearing her apart. Like Ouch. she doesn't need, you know, hair extensions and she's beautiful and, you know, blah, 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 which she was all of those things. And she probably didn't need them. But for some reason, when I read it, I knew that wasn't what the mom was asking. She was actually looking for backup to say, like, yeah, she's too young at whatever age. Like, I just need, like, some other moms, some other probably black moms to say, like, you know, no, it's too early for her to get it. Was it a white mom? It was a white mom. She was a mom. um, She was a white mom that had biracial children. And so what I think, I feel like a lot of times, Sometimes we can be so defensive and have our guard up and know that um, everybody isn't, doesn't have ill intent. You know, True. everybody isn't, you know, just trying to like tear you down or make fun or make you feel, you know, less than. And I try to kind of, you know, educate people from that, pers- you know, perspective too, because sometimes people just are curious and mm-hmm. they do want to know and don't understand. So I think just as much as, we tell the other side, I think we also have to kind of look at, we need to think first and evaluate, okay, how is she intended? And she, it may not have come yes. out right. Or the approach might not have been, you know, the way it should have. Mm-hmm. But is she someone that's genuinely trying to understand, you know? Because for all we know, maybe they have a, you know, niece or someone that has, you know, they're asking for a family member. Or, you, you know, you just never know. So... I think it's twofold. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that definitely doing what we're doing today um, can be extended in, you know, the workplace or whether it's like friends that you hear may make a comment and trying to educate them. Um, it's definitely going to have to be a conversation um, dialogue that has to happen. So thank you guys for being a part of our first step here. And if this chair could talk and I definitely think that. Um, It's been very insightful.